2: Now
4: Welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Sean, and today I want to talk about this report out of UCLA, their Teens and Screens Report, which goes over the preferences of Generation Z, because I think there are some troubling indicators in those preferences that I want to talk about it. On top of that, you have to recall that this is the number one demographic that organizations are trying to target and advertise to. So if they have unusual preferences, that could change the media landscape for you and I and the rest of this country, so it's really important to understand what's going on and what are the broader implications of their preferences in media going forward. But before we get into that, I want to say this video is sponsored, so let me toss it to the sponsor, then I'll come back over here and we'll discuss it on the other side. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, poor mental health, mood swings, and a loss of productivity? And trust me, I know what this is like firsthand, because late into the evening, I'm on this device right here, editing up these videos for you, and guess what? It's really difficult for me to turn my brain off in order to get a good night's sleep. Well, at least that used to be true before I got Beam Dream's wonderful hot cocoa powder with no added sugar, by the way, that helps you fall asleep quicker and stay asleep longer. Beam Dream comes in a variety of flavors. My absolute favorite right now definitely has to be the cinnamon cocoa powder. That's my go-to in the evening. One scoop in hot milk for me, but you can use hot water. Mix it up and it's absolutely delicious however there are other flavors that might pique your interest like the salted caramel or next up on my list to try which of course is the chocolate peanut butter that i have right here now if you want to try any of the wonderful flavors offered by beam guess what you're in luck because their biggest sale of the year starts november 1st where you will be able to get. 50% 50% off anything on their website. But I got news for you. If you're out there in my audience and you go to shopbeam.com slash justice warrior and enter the code cyber, you get access to the sale two days before anyone else. It's a hookup from meme to me to you guys out there in the audience and it's absolutely wonderful look since i started drinking beam i wake up more refreshed i have quicker reaction time and much less stress in my life but don't just take my word for it a clinical study showed that 93 percent of the people who started drinking one of these hot cocoa powders reported better long-lasting sleep and again you can get it for 50 percent off biggest sale of the year use code cyber to access it early at shopbeam.com slash justice warrior that's shopbeam.com slash justicewarrior or just scan the QR code. So the headline of this is romance or no romance. Adolescents prefer to see less sex, more friendships, platonic relationships on screen. Now look, we're going to cut back to this portion of the UCLA report because I think this is potentially the most troubling portion of the UCLA report. However, I do want to point out that there are some nuggets of good mixed in here that I want to bring forward to you guys because I think that is incredible crucial. So first and foremost, 56% of the respondents of this 1,200-person survey say that they don't want to watch franchise movies anymore. They want original content, and as somebody who is tired of this sequel, where you get Harrison Ford as a 90-year-old man to wear the same clothes that he wore as a 40-year-old man to play the same character, except a sadder, older, slower version of that character in a modern movie that's all about making callbacks to the original movie, which, if I wanted to have that referenced. I would just go watch the original. I am on board with Generation Z in this regard. Now, the next thing is that twice as many adolescents prefer binge releases over weekly drops, and honestly, I've gone back and forth with this, and I'm going to have to rule against Gen Z in this regard, and the reason for that is because there's something about a show becoming a cultural phenomenon that's kind of dependent on it coming out week to week, because you have a week to kind of digest the episode, analyze it, talk about It used to be at the water cooler, because back in the day, you Gen Z kids, we used to go out to these things called offices and then go to work. I don't know why I'm saying that. I've never worked in an office, not really, for any extended period of time, and I work from home, so it seems like I'm throwing shade at myself, but whatever. But anyway, the point being is that this is how you would get the whole culture on the same page with the show is because it would have a premiere date. People would watch it, and they would consume it week to week. All these shows that end up becoming binge-worthy content or bingeable content tend to run with this one long movie format, and even though I'm wearing a Stranger Things shirt, which again goes to my own hypocrisy, I have to say not every show was designed to be in this one long movie format. It's actually kind of annoying. I hate it. You can't even distinguish between the two episodes that you just watched or the ten episodes that you just watched, and it's just not something that works for every kind ...or every kind of piece of television. I missed the episode. Bring back the episode. Gen Z, you're wrong. But the most important thing, as I said are their feelings on romance and how that connects to this portion right here, which is adolescents want to see lives like their own depicted on screen. Now, the reason why these two things are connected is because what's actually happening with Gen Z, the younger generation, and I'm sure you've seen polls to this effect, is they're not forming as many romantic connections. They've kind of given up on the whole process, and this is due to a multitude of things, and let us be clear about it, this is not the romantic, religious renaissance in the united states of america this is the increase in loneliness and these people want their feelings to be validated in media because they've been taught their whole lives that everything needs to be representative in media so they're seeking out sad depictions that are quite similar to what the state of their own lives are they want it to all be about Platonic relationships. They wanted to be about friendships and whatnot because an ever increasing number of these young people are completely out of the dating market. Again, from the University of Chicago's general social survey, which has tracked shifts in Americans behavioral trends for decades, found that in 2021, three in 10 Gen Z males, age 18 to 25, had reported going without sex for the previous year. One in four Gen Z women reported having no sex the previous year as well. And a UCLA study found that the proportion of young adults that have had two or more sexual partners has also declined from 23% in 2011 to 10% in 2021. Now, I know I have a lot of religious people in my audience, a lot of people who might look at those numbers and say, good, that means people are being abstinent, that means people are being more biblical and whatnot, but the thing is... It's just not the case. That's not what's going on with Gen Z. The article that I found these numbers in talks about the friendship recession. It talks about the epidemic of loneliness, the great separation of our youth because they're just not forming romantic connections, which seems to be completely asinine because we suspended adolescence to the point where these guys are in college and girls, by the way, for six years of their life post high school and the ratios are quite beneficial for men it's about six women for every four men 60 percent. so you would think that the men would at least be doing a little bit better but it turns out they're actually doing worse than the women according to these surveys it's a bifurcation of the next generation and rather than aspire to something like a relationship rather than aspire to have a family it turns out that gen z has a essentially thrown in the towel or a huge portion of them have thrown in the towel because they don't even want to see other people in happy relationships now over half of adolescents believe that romance is overused in media at 44.3 percent and sex is unnecessary for the plot of most tv shows and movies at 47.5 percent a majority 51.
2: Wow.
1: fighterflare.com. flair.com
4: five percent want to see more content focused on friendships and politics with 39 percent seeking more a romantic and or asexual characters on screen now there's also a companion video where they talk to some of the kids in the surveys about their preferences and why they're rejecting romance and honestly it's genuinely sad for me to look at it's actually depressing but i'm gonna have to play it for you because you have to see it for what it is when there's media that has too much sex me and my friends often feel uncomfortable my friends and i maybe awkwardly bear through it now look there are instances of overused or underdeveloped romance plots i mean we've all seen movies where two Two attractive people are put next to each other. They have no chemistry, yet the movie is trying to tell us that they're in love. Hello, Anakin Skywalker and Natalie Portman in the Star Wars prequels, probably the worst example of that. However, the issue that these people have is that they want everything to be representative of their reality, and that really comes through when you see the next person. I
0: think that sex should be shown
4: accurately yeah no i i don't want to see that i don't want to see it in its most accurate form i want to see an artistic representation because i got news for you film is a visual representation of ideas. So I absolutely don't want to see these awkward encounters in movies and television because you think everything needs to be gritty and realistic and authentic, which, by the way, is a big thing that these people are advocating for in their media, and you want your sad life reflected on screen. This is exactly what I was talking about related to the whole Victoria's Secret thing, is that these people are the ones who are of the belief that aspiration, wanting to live out a fantasy, wanting to escape from your reality, is somehow a lower form of entertainment, brings you a lower form of joy. So they want to bring everything down to the cynical, nasty perception of the real world that they have. And maybe you might say, I'm reading a little bit too much into this, but here's the thing. This girl has a nose ring. So check and mate. At the moment, I don't think I can think of a character that would consider themselves asexual or intimate. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Because that's not interesting. I'm not saying that you can't ever tell a story about an asexual or an aromantic or whatever. I mean, the Marvel movies were huge successes. And even though the characters, for the most part, at least in the original Avengers all the way up to Infinity War, were straight and they did have love interests, never really focused on that. But in reality, it's just not that compelling to watch somebody not get into a relationship if you're going to make a romantic comedy. Like, you know what I mean? It's a narrative device that develops naturally through the progression of the story. It follows the arc of the characters, and that's why it is in so much of our media. Can it be overused? Absolutely. Can it be underdeveloped? Absolutely. But watching somebody say... I'm aromantic. I can never have feelings for you because I'm just that way because that's a new identity. So there's like no point of like having any real interactions in that realm. It, it just, it's, that's not a story. That's, that's not interesting. That's, that's quite literally nothing. You're asking for nothing to be depicted on screen. Now again, if you think I'm reading too much into this survey, it's all in the original document. I just pulled the numbers from another thing, but believe me, it's all connected to the loneliness that the next generation is feeling. Ranked fourth on a list of adolescents' most disliked stereotypes were romantic tropes, which include storylines about how relationships are necessary for happiness, how the male and female leads always end up together romantically, and love triangles. While the popularity of Twilight and The Hunger Games supercharged the love triangle trope, what once was as novel has become commonplace, and teens appear to have soured on those stories. Lines. Now look, I am the most fair and reasonable man in the United States of America, and I'm always on point and correct about all of the, my points that I make on this channel, so I will give you two points about that paragraph right there. First and foremost, they're 100% right about love triangles, they're completely overused, and the love triangles that they put forward from The Hunger Games and from Twilight are or especially bad ones anybody who watches any cw content knows that, that writers use this to avoid being creative so i agree with the use in that regard that being said their take about the romantic lead male being together with the romantic lead female at the end of the movie is just asinine that's what happens in movies what's wrong with you it's called an arc And also, relationships do make people happier. These people are lonely and sad... And they're angry that tropes are saying, hey, being lonely is kind of sad, but they don't want to face that, so they instead want the movies to say, being alone is absolutely awesome. The article goes on to say, we know that young people are suffering from an epidemic of loneliness, and they're seeking modeling in the art they consume. While storytellers use sex and romance as a shortcut to character connection, it's important for Hollywood to recognize that adolescents want stories that reflect the The full spectrum of relationships adding that recent studies show that young people are having less sex than their parents did at their age and many prefer to stay single again not my speculation at all it's all in the report what these youths want is their lives modeled on screen and their lives are sad and lonely and they're less connected to their parents which is honestly one of the darkest ironies of our society because these mobile phones are supposedly what allows us all to connect to one another now i hate to go old man on the mobile devices or on the internet.com it has some amazing upsides obviously i'm connecting with you But we gotta do something to separate these kids from social media at such a young age because all they appear to be doing with their time is building up virtual relationships, which it turns out are not a substitute for actual interpersonal relationships. And rather than being told that they need to correct their behavior, instead, they wanna be coddled not just by their parents living in their house for long into their adulthood, but by everything around them. When you look at media, And you think, you know what? I'm not in a relationship. I don't know how to pursue a relationship. I don't know how to improve myself. Therefore, I'm not going to look at this as something to aspire to or as something to escape from my life. I'm going to look at this as something wrong because it doesn't reflect me personally. That happens to be entitlement through and through and by the way it has flipped year to year in 2022 the topic adolescents most wanted to see on screen was lives unlike my own but now in 2023 they decided that they want to see lives like my own now a lot of members of gen z also say they rank authenticity as high up on their bar which is why they rate social media personalities higher than movie stars which can be quite dubious but the example gave was mr beast who most gen zers see as a good guy who's just trying to help people look overall even though there are some interesting things some things i even agree with in this gen z report there's also a lot of troubling things there's also a lot of concerning things and the fact is just a year ago gen z wanted to see stories to aspire to things unlike their life and in just a short period of time, and I'm not sure what the cause of this is, maybe it has to do with COVID-19 or something like that, well, the lockdowns from COVID-19, but now they just want to be catered to where they're at, and there appears to be a total lack of aspiration for a majority of Gen Z. But hey, those are just my thoughts and analysis. I want to know your guys' thoughts down in the comments below. If you like the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about a potential tragedy amongst Gen Z. Till next time.
1: now.
2: we